The time is 1235. This is 95.3 WBEV powered by Daily Dodge. Let's join Craig Warmbold for community comment. Well, thank you very much and good afternoon. Welcome to community comment. Our guest on community comment today is Beaver Dam Mayor Becky Gluen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks. Good to see you again, Craig. Thank uh, you. I apologize for the mix up last month. So well, that's I'm all glad, right. Glad we're back. You know, we like to have uh, have the mayor of Beaver Dam on once a month on the final Friday yeah. of the month. And I can't believe that February has gone so quickly that this is. It seems like we had a bunch of fifth Fridays there for a I while. Know, but, you know, I'm always glad to be able to say February goes fast. I love that it's a short month and it always does seem to. Like, it's a good month to get through quick. Yeah, get us closer to spring. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, some of the things we'll be talking about today, uh, you know, there might be some warm weather projects that uh, that come up throughout the course of the uh, the conversation. Um, it seems like the city council has been uh, doing a lot of stuff mm-hmm. lately that uh, folks should be uh, aware of. Just this week, we were talking about a little bump in the rates for, for taxi services that's yep. coming up, some yep. improvements uh, needed to some city-owned buildings, the roof stuff in particular, yep. uh, and the uh, uh, some of the ARPA funding stuff has come up before the, uh, the city council yeah, as and well. That, and that'll be, yeah, we'll be working on that more coming up here in the near future, so that is on the horizon oh. quickly, yeah. That might be a good, that might be a good place to start, maybe. Um, sure. It You've... Uh, now, not at the most recent meeting, but at the last meeting, there was a uh, uh, kind of an updated list of, of funding recommendations. You voted on one one thing. Uh, it was a grant, if I'm right. not mistaken. Right. WEDC grant. Correct. Spacious. Uh, what is uh, the placemaking? Placemaking grant. grant. Yeah. Yep. What's uh, so? What's that all about? Uh, so WEDC has put out a matching grant that's either a twenty-five or fifty thousand dollar grant that looking at um, streetscapes for communities and how we might best activate streets. Um, So I had initially talked with um, Nathan about, you know, the South Spring Street, we hadn't um, planned for um, any of our, the planters, bunches, garbage cans, how we were gonna get that in and as far as funding. And so could that be a part of it? And Nathan had a great idea looking at um, a, a public parking lot that is actually uh, underutilized as well as in pretty bad shape. Uh, and so in how we could activate that. And that's kind of something that, the again, the state grant is looking for is how we are activating public spaces. So if we incorporate that kind of area uh, of this parking lot with uh, improving the parking lot, uh, adding some greens as far as green space trees and such, maybe some lighting, and then can also incorporate some of the benches and garbage cans planners that we were talking about that really might activate a space. So that was that was, uh, you know, we needed to match the funds. So that was a request then to take some of the ARPA funds to match that. Um, and so we, we have submitted that. To, uh, Nathan put that together. And then, uh, yeah, we'll wait to see if we receive that. It's highly competitive. Um, I believe there were 90 or 90-some submissions. 30 of those will be um, granted. Okay. So that's just kind of to, you know, remind people grants are competitive and they're not easy to always, <laughs> always get, but we're hopeful. It, it's a great project. And I think, um, you know, it was received well from state uh, representatives. 
What was the uh, what was the match on uh, that grant? Do you know off the top of your a 50%. head? fifty percent. So okay. if yeah, so we did the max of uh, fifty thousand, yeah. um, and so then you have to match it at least fifty thousand yourself. So vibrant spaces. There you go. Uh, the uh, parking lot in question, I've parked on that parking lot. South Spring in Washington, is it, Henry? Uh, that's Henry Street. Henry. Yep. Um, it, I don't know if I was parking on a, 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 a grass parking lot, a gravel parking lot, or a <laughs> concrete parking lot at the time. There's strange um, yeah. um, signage posts without signs there. It's a very confusing parking lot as, yeah, it, as it, is. it kind of exists now. You know, it's kind of there's the private parking lot in the front between two businesses, and I can't think of the um, second business. One of them is, is that, that across from Uga. Yeah, one of them is the Uga, and then what's the business on the other side? Um, mm. I can't think of it offhand. That um, it sits in between. Correct, yeah. but that not that Rasky's. They, that's no, a little further down. No, it's on the other side of that parking lot. They own the middle section. So the middle section wouldn't be improved. No, no, oh. it's it's like the front part is the the brewery, the middle part is this other business, and then the back part is the cities. Okay, all so, right. Yep. All right, so uh, so that and that is a maybe. If it gets approved, then it's fifty thousand dollars. It's a maybe if it gets and... approved. Now that was the 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 farmers market planned on moving to that space as well. So that's why it would also be a nice area to improve because the farmer's market will be moving. One way or another, we're going to make something happen on that corner of Ryan Cantafio and South Center. Where they're at now. Where they're at now. And that was a good temporary, and it's a great location. I love it. And it's been a great location for the farmer's market. Um, But... Um, you know, one thing was people didn't like the gravel. I heard a lot of complaints about that. Uh, not that that someday couldn't have been, but it's it's not the best use for that corner because we really do um, uh, plan on, you know, a housing project there. It's what the goal is. On that specific gravel parking lot or is that more in that, uh, is that more across the street that the housing project? No, in that gravel it parking is in that lot. Gravel on, parking the, lot. on the corner of Ryan Cantafio and yeah. South Center that we purchased that property a long time ago. I mean, that's the goal is to make that happen there. You sent out RFPs for that, if I'm yeah, not mistaken? Yeah, we did. We did. And we had a couple of responses. Um what what the problem has we've had a lot of conversations a lot of good discussion about and uh, and proposal from a you know developer uh, the problem is is the the rise in interest rates mm-hmm. it's just really crippling a lot of housing projects and that's from huge developers across the state I mean it's not just um, you know smaller developers whatever it's not just Beaver Dam it's mm-hmm. I mean it's your Viridians that are you know have said no more and have held off on projects. So. What do we have to incentivize that uh, that housing project? That's the um, affordable housing funds that we had actually uh, closed the TID and then we are able to uh, right. capture those funds and help use that towards incentive. To, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Don't no. we have to spend them in like a year or something? No, no, there's oh. no okay. there's right. there's no requirement on that. They're just in holding right now. We don't have any specific time limit. Um, so, and then we also, and this is another really good, I think, message as well, as far as partnership and working alongside and with the county. And I think the county was um, very understanding and realizing that housing is critically important to the whole region um, as far as tax base and things. And so they're a partner in that as well and had proposed and have 
uh, set aside uh, 500000 from, from ARPA funds from the county toward a project there. The, the, the specifically the housing project that Correct. ran in Cantafio yep. and South Center Street. Correct. Just to, yep. just to frame where we're at. Yep. Oh, wow. So is that, would that be um, Beaver Dam's only potential shot at getting county ARPA funds? Yes. Okay. The, the county ARPA funds then have been um, uh, des- designated that, you know, they have um, the projects that they have already determined are kind of in the pipeline, and then they are looking at ARPA funds for um, the rest of county uses. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through and rattle off the uh, the ARPA funding recommendations sure. that were presented to the city council. Hopefully, we'll be able to zero in on uh, several of these. If any of our listeners maybe have a question about a specific one of these or another topic, you could always feel free to give us a call at nine two zero eight eight five forty four forty six. Starting with a balance of one million two hundred eighty four thousand um, uh, dollars, transportation, mass transit, vehicle, and study uh, two hundred ten thousand year marked for that uh, designating funds for housing $100,000 designating funds for child care $200,000 land acquisition on Madison Street a gateway improvement project $225,000 LED street lighting $279,000 uh, Spring Streetscape and Henry Parking Lot that's what we're talking about just a minute ago that's $80,000 Fire Training Center Footings, $50,000. Comprehensive Plan Update, $35,000. Priority-Based Budgeting Project, $50,000. Cardiac Monitors, $100,000. I believe that's for the fire department, if I'm not mistaken. Zoning Code Update, $25,000. And a Radio Upgrade of $20,000. We could jump in anywhere. Thinking maybe the Land Acquisition Madison Street Gateway Improvement, because I'm, uh, I guess I have some question marks. Is that we, we did just have an adoption uh, at the most recent city council meeting last Monday of the assessments for the Madison Street property owners in the town of Beaver Dam. Should they decide to annex into the city, then they would be responsible for um, half of the costs of water and sewer that mm-hmm. Quick Trip has already paid, and so Quick Trip right. would be reimbursed. Is, is is that is there any tie in there at all? Totally not related. Okay. I mean, <laughs> the that piece that we just it was a piece of cleanup that we hadn't taken care of that was, you know, part of that whole project from the beginning was is that Quick Trip agreed to pay for the entire extension of water and sewer out to them with the understanding that when people decided to come in, that that money would then help them to offset those costs. Um, and so it was just something that we had not we had not finalized yet. Okay. So. I don't want to muddy up the waters too much and get off the ARPA funding talk, but let's just maybe really quickly ask you about the the madison street assessment what's your gut tell you as far as whether or not those property owners may decide to annex into the city you know at the time when that project was happening there were a number of property owners that came to the city and were interested and wanted to um wanted to be annexed because of water or city or i'm sorry um because of sewer problems and such with their um septics and and uh, wells and such Um, there's a bigger need out in that area so the issue becomes that the city cannot um, you know control that that needs to come from the individuals there Um, it it, um, has to be organized through them and 
so, you know, overall, and I think I've been very honest and open about that, that, and it's in our comprehensive plan that that area becomes a part of the city. It should. It should be a part of the goal of the city to um, that whole area be annexed. And, I, and I've been open with the township on talking about that. I think they understand that, and I think they, they would... Um, you know, they, they would be um, understanding, I guess, the, the township leadership as far as, you know, just those conversations. Um, I, I haven't had any conversations with um, uh, some of the property owners lately. I think during that meeting there was some confusion about that um, from property owners in that area that during the discussion of being, you know, the the ruling that we just put into place saying if they came in you know they had the money would or that they would be assessed and then that would go to quick trip um i think they were assuming that some of those property owners were assuming that we were saying we're annexing you're coming in and that type of situation and and you know there if people have already made the investment into updated septics then of course that doesn't appeal to them right so um and i i I wasn't a part of that um i wasn't at that meeting i was at the another meeting so i didn't hear the whole conversation but um so that's just I, I I don't know the whole. I do know that there is a need in some areas and people. So, um, and I've always been pretty. I think we've had a number of conversations where I do just think, um, you know, it's it's a, a better system is going is going through the city. I think in treatment and such and taking care of um, the wastewater. So anyway, that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, and just to cut to the chase on that, hopefully we don't spend too much time. I think we've talked about this quite a bit. If the city were to uh, be able to incorporate that area in, then maybe concerns about lighting or something that might be a little more easily managed. Right. Right. Um, so then, then the city controls that whole area, and the the road becomes well. That's still a county road right now, but. Um, certainly, you know, there have been discussions with the county about what would that look like if the city, you know, if the city did annex that, then um, once the road was redone, if, if it would ter- be turned over to the city in the future at some point, mm-hmm. you know, that that's a whole consideration, I think, for the future of the growth of Beaver Dam. But I definitely think that it is an area that we should be um, considering and looking at. Okay. And then you talk about, you know, the safety things a number of times that we've talked about when Rich has called in and asked about uh, the, you know, safety piece of that. And, and then that allows us to um, have control of that as well. And if there were to be sidewalks and things like that. So, um, but the ARPA discussion, if mm-hmm. you want to go back to that. Do we have a caller on the line? Maybe okay. we should squeeze them in before okay. we. Sure, sure. Who knows what direction they want to go? Uh, 920-885-4446. Maybe they're introducing a new topic. Uh, good afternoon. Welcome to Community Comment. Good afternoon. Hi. I'd like to uh, ask a little bit more about um, that annexing uh, the people that are, that's on Highway G. Am I correct? Mm, that would not be Highway G. It's it's Madison Street, the business, okay. the old business 151. All right. So um, my folks have uh, owned the land for since the 50s, mm-hmm. and that's out past Green Valley. And um, we were always told over the years, and my folks too, that they were going to someday <clears throat> put sewer and water 
um, right down Highway would be Madison Street mm-hmm. to the end there, and that these people would have um, city sewer and water. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're aware of the water that is at um, in that location. In those locations, I grew up there. So I know that the water quality is not that great. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of rust, uh, lime, and it has an odor. So um, we would, uh, there's some of us that are down that road uh, just past Green Valley that would um, really like the city and sewer and water. And I don't know how in the world John got water and sewer and the trailer park as well as Green Valley. Now, how come they got it and it won't go any further? It just isn't fair. I just. I want to put my two cents out there Um, because it's been in the family for all these years. We had uh, information that they were going to do it over the years, Mm -hmm. but um, I guess I'm disappointed and would like to know where it's going from now. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, great, great call. Great question. Thank you. I think Angel's Bar has the water, too, somebody had mentioned. Mm. Uh, This was kind of all before your time. Yeah, it is. It is before my time. I don't think that Angel's Bar has it. Somebody mentioned it in a meeting. Whether she has it or not, I can't speak to. Okay. Right. A lot of those things, you're you're right, Um, as far as the trailer park. Um, and I, that that was before my time. Um, I didn't think that Green Valley was. Um, you think that they are? I don't think that they are on city water and sewer. So what was it like? Maybe some kind of uh, handshake agreement with uh, previous city officials, or no, I, I believe I believe they uh, somehow have some kind of a pumping system mm-hmm. that oh. comes from. Our, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Okay, uh, there's a lot of. Uh, Static. Um, that was uh, sent through. They got some kind of pumping system through the trailer park to Green Valley. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, that that could be, yes. Um, so I guess there were some circumstances I'm not completely aware of that that they, they, they you know, included them in city water and sewer, and I don't, I can't explain that. Oops, Oops, sorry about lost that. Her, yeah. Um but I don't I don't know why some of that happened. I I guess um it is again going back to saying yes, it absolutely should be the goal of the city to get city water and sewer out uh to, you know, out to the highway system because essentially the way for the city to grow in the future we do have some areas of infill that we're looking at we we should work on it, making sure that we infill and and uh, develop those areas first one of them is the property that i just talked about um in on that corner of contafio and in south center another one would be to think about is the you know a little bit of the a little bit of space that's left on um the uh, Green Giant property. Another one would be kind of the old, or by rechecks where there's a little bit of property there. We want to look at filling and making sure that we infill first, but as we look to expand, we have to think about how we get across Highway 151. And so we've done a little bit of that where we did some housing development um, and we've gotten um, a little bit, uh, but on the south side there, it's a it's a um, a good growth opportunity for the city in the future. I think the reason that that hasn't happened yet is because it's extremely expensive to take infrastructures anywhere. So 
what happens is, is like a quick trip project, we can make it happen because quick trip paid for it. And so that's why it got out there. Now, people can, um, along that whole system there, could tap into it and buy and come into the city. Um, unfortunately, your your property that you're talking about is beyond that yet. And it's mm-hmm. almost the way to, again, make um, make it easier. Uh, well, for it could happen if, you know, if the property owners all said, you know, we want to have this done, we need it done. Um, but then see those property owners will be assessed and have to pay for the extension. Uh, far you know further out and so then you have to get over 50 percent of the individuals or the value of the properties of 50 percent agree to that and then um the, to um, bring in the the annexation on the g yeah 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 to, to no bring... to out to out to the highway out to oh the much farther down road yeah, right yeah okay so if I understood uh, D- director of engineering Todd Jansen correctly a lot of those and apparently I guess a lot of these Madison Street properties we're talking about are, are not one of the caller's properties. Correct. Um, those those properties, if I understood Todd right, have some touch point with the city because they go so far back in their property that they right. actually, so individually they could kind of jump on without having to reach that 51. Yeah, that, that makes it a little bit different in that section because that, it doesn't isolate the properties. They still are touching city property along the back, um, but can't, they're, yeah. yeah. Can't create an island, Correct. essentially, Correct. but you can have little one house with a neighbor that is in the city and the other house not in the city because of their right. backyards, essentially. Correct. That could potentially be. Yep. Got another caller hanging on the line. We should be able to get to him before the uh, before we have to take a break. We'll go to the phones and say good afternoon. Welcome to Community Comment. Good afternoon. I got like a two question for Mayor Annette. Um, in the township I am here, I am against this annexation. And I'm looking for a reason why. You're taking land away from our tax dollars. Where do we get tax base? And you guys want fire protection. You know, we got to pay for fire protection, everything else, all these extra things. But we're, So how can we keep raising our taxes you know, when we have limits and everything? You guys don't think about it. You just, like you said, you just develop everything you got in town. All the empty space you got laying around. You got the old Kmart building sitting empty. All that stuff sitting empty. Use that up. Quit taking land away from a stacked bank farmers out here in the township. And the secondly, is you, know, you guys create all this concrete base, all the water runs, um, you know, into the drainage district, flooding us out. But you guys, with all the water that you guys are flooding us out with, are having a, you know, you guys won't pay anything for the damages or the um being part of the drainage district or so that's my point with the mayor um like i said i'm against it and i know a lot of people all you know mayville had this problem they want to expand but the, the township is against it all these other talk, cities everybody wants to expand but you keep taking the farmland away and screwing us farmers over bottom line because you're worried about big business big dollars big taxings maybe we should get the dollars if you guys annex it okay we'll give you the money for that and the rest of the money comes back to the township so we can expand, fix our roads and everything else. So thank you for your time, Mayor. Appreciate the call. Yeah, appreciate the call. Um, yeah, no, I understand, I guess, the caller's frustration in looking at, uh, just looking and thinking about things uh, a little bit differently. Um, I guess thinking about um, 
just taking away tax base. I mean, that's a that is a um, argument that's been between townships and cities forever, and so in villages. So you know, it's it's the old it's the just it's the problem of cities needing to grow townships um and, and like you're saying losing that tax base and and how that's uh worked out the city and the township um you know townships because we work with several um have to work on agreements and work together to try to you know make those things um uh, work out better. I understand what the caller is saying. I mean, I think there's been some, um, you know, the, the townships have, again, it comes with our, our funding formulas and how we're funded. And the townships uh, have been seen, they've seen a lack of funding uh, for roads, but really, you know, townships manage roads and um, their fire districts um, uh, and and so in, in cities are, are managing quite a bit more when we talk about uh, the needs of the city and the things that come out of the city. I would say that the the flooding piece that you're talking about I'm, I'm in in disagreement with the DNR has actually required the city to put in a lot of retention ponds which we have um, and we've put in a lot of those uh, areas we continue to add those we recently did a, a you know a fifteen thousand dollar study to look at one of the creeks and make sure that the north side of uh, a development wasn't feeding in and, and causing problems and that was an extensive study that was done and and it really it did not show that and it showed more that the city really has been responsible and in, in making sure that um, each each build and every project that does come up that we're talking about uh, they have to have their own um, retention and and how they're managing that flow of water um, that you're that you're talking about so you know, yeah, difficult conversations. I, you know, as far as yes, we continue to work on infill and and how that will happen. But I think, um, and I'm talking about long term views on growth. I think you know, one other time we talked about, um, you know, just my thoughts on growing up and hearing my dad talk always about how Madison and Sun Prairie were going to grow together and they would be, you know, right next to each other eventually. And well, that was, you know, 35 years ago. It takes a long time for that to happen. It does, it doesn't, that type of growth doesn't happen overnight. And, and I think we see that here, you know, where we, the city of Beaver Dam now the last year, what we grew by 500 people, which was larger than we've ever grown i mean that it just it takes a lot of time to put all of that together um the the quick trip development itself was over three years to make that happen so anyway i just um you know future the you know we've got to continue to look at you know how we can work together and and the way the the townships the the county benefits from the growth of the city because we generate uh, a lot of tax base here as far as um, in businesses and such um, but I but I would agree that the townships um, you know they just haven't had the the revenue sources in in similar to cities and villages where uh, we've all been struggling with the formulas out of the state I think you kind of touched upon my a question I wanted to squeeze in before the break which is that um, 
I, you know, I think maybe a lot of people listening to this that have listened to the show can appreciate that the city might want to acquire that land. It might make it a little easier to, again, on South Madison Street going, say, between the Lakecrest Apartments and the new Quick Trip, um, because of some of the concerns that have been raised by residents about safety at night and being easier for the city to put in street lighting or something um, rather than all of the different jurisdictions that are involved there now. But other than that, what is the advantage to the city having to to grow to the north like that? Well, to grow to the south. I'm sorry, grow to the yeah, south. Yes, yeah. I apologize. Well, uh, specifically, uh, for first of all, I mean, I think, and this is a discussion I've had with township leaders, is the condition of a number of those properties in that area mm-hmm. um, are quite honestly like they're falling their timber nobody can live in those what would be called a house they're they're not anymore um and that's a problem it it is uh it's when people come to the community that's what they see and you know that has been again um on the forefront of what i've worked on is trying to clean up and we've and again yes we have many areas of and every community does where they're working toward uh, cleaning up and, and, and improving areas of the community. Community. I don't think anyone could say that we haven't focused on that throughout uh, my administration. I think it's just another part of, again, it's in the comprehensive plan that was put together over 10 years ago as identified as a need, is uh, saying, you know, this is a, a gateway to the community. It's, um, it's what people see when they first come into the community, and, and that's, you know, that's just not... Uh, you shouldn't see houses falling over and, and covered up in greens and such when you're first driving into community or anywhere in your community. But um, so anyway, that's that's the the driving point of having some um, cities have more zoning rules, have more um, rules that because you have neighbors that are right next door to you um, in townships tends to be and not in that situation because those houses are one right after the other and businesses but in the township generally you have more space you have more property and so um, you you're not as close to your neighbor and you know um, so some of your the uses are um, are are okay then in a township where you don't have a neighbor right right next door to you so the the property owners in near some of those dilapidated structures in the township are are losing just as much money in their property value as if they were in the city uh but the the actionability isn't necessarily the same in the township as that's right that's right they don't have the ability to they don't have rules in place and 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 to handle some of that so um so that's yeah. that's basically okay. why I think it, again it goes back to overall there's multiple reasons and again for growth um, now again I'm talking growth in the future of 35 50 years right again I'm talking about that's how long prog- of of growth that takes sometimes um, if you're talking about um, the attractiveness of of commuting and people to the Madison Sun Prairie market. Being a little closer to the Sun Prairie market is appealing. So we have the north side that's grown. Um, but if you, you look at that south entrance of the interchange on D, it's 10 minutes closer to Sun Prairie and Madison. If, if you're looking at commuting, commuting is, that's a big deal, 10 minutes. So that's why I just say I think, again, it, it appeals in that, that realm as well. Now I'm, now I'm starting to wonder if I should be talking to my daughters more about zoning and urban sprawl like 
like you had now with your dad. I, 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 I'm questioning myself now. You're listening to Community Comment here on WBEV 95.3 Beaver Dam, Mayville, a good karma brand's radio station. Our guest here is Beaver Dam Mayor Becky Gluon. We'll take a break and be back here in just a few minutes. I listen. 110 here at 95.3 WBEV. Let's go back to community comment with Craig Warmbold. And our guest is Beaver Dam Mayor Becky Gluen talking about uh, talking about a couple things, talking about the uh, the proposed use and uh, the use already of, of ARPA funds. That's kind of where we started the conversation. Uh, took a little detour into talking about uh, possible annexation um, and uh, some of the assessments that would uh, come along with that following recent action by the City Council on Madison Street on the south side of the city. Uh, that opens the door, should residents there want to annex into the city? Maybe you got a question about those topics, or maybe you got a question about a different topic. 920-885-4446 is that phone number. We'll begin this segment by going to the phones and saying, good afternoon, welcome to Community Comment. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, Rich, how are you? Not too bad. Um, Three things here. Um, Number one, Becky, you might want to clarify when you were talking about Madison Street, because you told that one lady... Uh, it was just Madison Street and not G, but in the past you had said you wanted to go out as far as baseline. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, well, they're on G right there on that court. There have been, you know, there have the, the, the houses in there, the people that live there have requested to come into the, you know, have, have wanted city water and sewer. So that, that's part, you know, again, they need to organize and they need to come to the city and request that and go through that process. But that's because they, just like the other caller, they were saying they, they have poor water quality. They have, you know, they have a need. And so um, that's, that's where it would make sense to me is that, uh, you know, we could potentially bring them in uh, because of that, yeah. Yeah, I just thought you should clarify because you told that lady, no, not G. Right. Well, in our conversation, we were talking about Madison Street. Yeah. Okay. I meant. Anyway, yeah. um, are they still going to be doing lead pickup for one week in the spring? Because my backyard never got done. Uh, yeah, they always, yeah, in the spring again, when, yeah, once, uh, once the snow is gone, yep, you well, bet. Wait, yeah, they don't they, normally do that. Don't they do that? Yeah, they've, now, they've done it in the past, and, and Rich, you, have, you know, we might not that, have the answer on this one right away. a couple years ago, and then I was told that it was going to continue every year for one week. My under, my recollection of that, and maybe we could reach out to the DPW guy or something, yeah. but my recollection of that was that it, as a rule of thumb, it does not happen. But if for some reason in the middle of leaf collection in the fall, if there is so much snow that they can't do their job, then they will add a spring leaf collection. I do recall a few times when the DPW department may have even issued a press release when bulk pickup or when, when things were maybe when the garage hours changed to say that we are not picking up leaves uh, in the spring, but I don't ever recall, my memory is not what it should be, Rich, but I do not ever recall it, uh, there ever being talk of it being like kind of a permanent thing or anything. Quite the opposite. It's, uh, it seems like to me, and I'm buying Becky time here so she could text her, her guy, <laughs> it seems to me that, uh, that that has always been the exception to the rule. That's what it has been, but I mean, years and years ago they used to do it, but then a couple of years ago, when I was talking to Becky, Becky said, yeah, I always got leaves in the spring, too, that need to get taken care of. 
And she said she had talked to the city, and that was going to be something they were going to, going forward, going to do every year for one week. Oh, Rich, I wish I had your memory, (laughs) because that is pretty good. I'm guessing you have a silver maple. If you have a silver maple like I do, those leaves like to stay on that tree until, like, the week after pickup is normally done anyway. I think that's just Mother Nature. I have a neighbor's tree that does that to me. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, that's the and that's that's a hassle. But uh, yeah, yeah. we'll we'll see if we can't get the answer to that at some point during the. Otherwise, course. I mean, it's like taking them down there, you know, a barrel at a time, and that takes forever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I did hear from the DPW, and it is just fall. It is yeah. just fall. Yeah. Okay. Oh, say so what they went back to just fall. Yeah, about two months. In the oh, great. Fall. Again, and Rich, I don't think they went back to just fall. I think they always did just fall, and they've, they've in some years they've added a spring on because the fall was so snowy. So, right, right, yeah, that's true. Any thoughts or ideas? <laughs> on, on what, how to get a spring one? Uh, maybe <laughs> yeah. call the mayor on community comment and ask her. Or, or how to get rid of the leaves. Yeah, you can't burn them. Do you have anybody that has a truck? Yeah. No. Mm. <laughs> May, hey, you know what? Try the WAN ads. Uh, weekdays, 9 a.m., uh, 9.05 to 9.30 on uh, WBEV 95.3, powered by Daily Dodge. I, I mean, I that, that might help. You can bake them up. Help me, I have a friend to help me rake them up, and then we can haul them to the street uh, on a tarp, but we it would be hard to get them down to the city. But you can yeah. bake them. That's what I have done in the past as well. Bake them up and then take them down to the city garage and dump them out of the bags. Can you throw them away yeah. in the garbage can? I've also got, remember, I'm on Rosendale and I got the huge backyard. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you could technically throw them away in a garbage can too. I don't know if that's the best use oh. of organic materials, but in theory, oh. I think you can. I think. I don't think you're supposed okay. to. Okay, but the mayor says maybe you're not <laughs> supposed to. I don't think that's a real good idea. But. Last thing really quick, and then I'll I'll get off like Craig of the other Craig always does, <laughs> okay. is could you give us an update on, like, um, the new restaurants and businesses? Ah, sure, yeah. Because I know a lot of people keep talking about IHOP, and then there's a couple other things, you know, that are going on. So if you could let us know all that. Thank you again for everything. Thanks, Thanks Rich. Rich. Thanks yeah. for calling in. And, Mayor, we never heard about IHOP from you. We had to get a call from former Beaver Dam Common Council President Robert Ballweg yeah. to tell us about uh, I know. IHOP. <laughs> I know. And that is one that I still am not familiar with. So really? I, ha- okay. I haven't talked to anybody about that. So, yeah, it doesn't have to go through. Uh, you know, I don't always hear about uh, new places. It, it's whether they're uh, requesting certain things. Sometimes I hear. Yeah, but they yeah, don't have to ask permission of the mayor to right, come into town. Right, right. I forget. <laughs> I have forgotten, though. I, I wanted to talk to the inspector about that and see get an update from him. But, uh, yeah, so the IHOP one, I still don't uh, I don't have any intel on that one. <laughs> I forgot to ask when that's coming. I'm still trying to figure out what they're going to do with the roof. They're, they don't have the standard IHOP roof. Right. Over. I would think they need to take some kind of permit out for, that's right. for that. I wonder how they'll uh, change that. That is kind of iconic, the way they have that, isn't it? Um, but yeah, so Noodles and Company just opened. I went there for lunch today, actually. Yeah. So I grabbed my first noodles and uh, tasted very good. Um, let's see here. Jersey Mike's is open. Jersey Pizza Mike. Ranch is open. Yeah, yeah doing um, well, I think. We hear from uh, Diana Ogle from the Park Village Shopping Center on break time every Monday morning. We uh, get mm-hmm. a uh, update on what's going on there. It seems like uh, the Baskin-Robbins Dunkin' Donuts is... Yeah. Yeah, right. That's it's, coming it's, along. It's there. It's it maybe a week or two behind because of the weather. 
the hotel has uh, been opened up, the Comfort Inn and Suites. So what? that's very positive. Wait, what? Which yeah, one is yeah. that? Uh, oh, is that in the former Best Western? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's open. All right. Is it nice? Yes. Nice. I went through there. If you if you're not if you're on Facebook and you haven't looked up Mayor Becky Glow, and you can go to my Facebook page, and I often post pictures and things like that. And so I did go in and take some pictures. I have to go back because now they have the pool open as well. So they were waiting to get a uh, final review done from the state on their fire suppression planning and such. And so now they have the ability to have the whole first main section open as well as the bottom floor of the back section of that hotel. So they were very thankful. I will say, <clears throat> excuse me, a shout out to um, um, Captain Janzik and, and uh, our Chief of Police, Chief Wesley, and they helped uh, push that along. Um, the the Comfort Inn and Suites, David there, had contacted me and said, you know, we've got a this huge uh, uh, hockey tournament coming up that was uh, kind of last minute. They changed this hockey tournament that was supposed to be in, um, I think, in Sheboygan and they or someplace anyway. <laughs> they moved it over here. It's a state tournament, and it's a big, long weekend, a lot of teams coming, and they were really hoping that'll happen in, that'll happen in March. So they were really hoping, hoping to be able to be open during that time as well. So... Um, yeah, they they have um, they have that open as well, and it's very very nice. I'm very thankful to have that uh, renovated. Excellent. That's a it's a great location, and so that'll be a nice addition to the community. I mean, we've just had so many restaurants open lately. I, I can't know. imagine that we could keep up that uh, right. I I question that as well. I mean, I I look at the number of restaurants that we have here, and it's quite remarkable. I hope people remember, you know, to support local and um, and to keep uh, keep those all those businesses going. We've got a lot of uh, great great uh, ones here, and I hope people from out of the area are you know seeing that as well. But the sad answer is no new big restaurants to announce or anything no, I today. Can't, I can't. Re- no, not anything new. Come on, so. Rich. What do you want? We got Jersey Mike's. We got, <laughs> uh, again, Pizza Ranch. I mean, like, yeah, Noodles and Company. It's boom. boom. I, I, and I do feel, and I don't know, this is anecdotal. I do feel like there was a little bit of uh, kind of a hangover from um, the pandemic and everything. Maybe a few projects that would have been scattered out over a few years kind of came yeah. to fruition in a few months. So, yeah. I mean, I think, that's, um, but you know, thing to uh, some that that weren't even on the radar that you know, uh, and you know, we got to think about a reuse. Uh, how thankful again, I'm just thankful for the investors in Pizza Ranch. I mean, that was a property that would have sat vacant otherwise. Yeah. So, um, those are all really good things when you can get a good reuse out of properties. The the IHOP there as well, yeah. fixing up that uh, fairly new building. Right, right. And that Applebee's was new when I moved in here 17 years ago. You know, you hope that, uh, and I know the, the, the initial caller too from the township talked about the former Kmart building that's on the corner there. It's owned by the hospital now. Which one's the former Kmart building? Yeah, you got to go back a I don't know that. There. What's the former Kmart um, building? The old Bassett building. What's the old Bassett building? <laughs> Is that the one over by St. Catherine Drexel? No, right no. across the street from the mall. Um, oh, the oh ba- the one yeah Bassett. Yeah, I know yeah. that one. Yeah, that was a Kmart. That, that was way. a Kmart. I mean, the the structure wasn't a Kmart. They had to build new in that lot. I would think, right? Yeah, I think it was added on. Or oh, I don't. 
Or I maybe, mean, maybe not. Re- I think that was the Kmart. Okay. If anyone wants to pipe in or <laughs> share it, I think that was the Kmart, if I Any, remember correctly. Anything new on ShopGo? No. Mm-mm. Okay. It's yeah. a big old building. Mm-hmm. They've yeah. got the partial use of it, but yeah, no. Not. Partial use of it? Yeah, there's a partial use of that um, with a um, business that's called Warehouse 151. Oh, so okay. they have, it's quite a, I mean, they may be using half of that space almost by now. For um, storage? Well, it's, it's a, um, it's set up as like little sections of different um, retailers oh, or wholesalers, okay. wholesalers. Oh, all right. So, and so then any area businesses from like kind of in Wisconsin and throughout the area can come there pick up their things to take back to their shop and sell out of their shop. Oh, so it's not like a foot traffic from retail? No, no, correct. You, you, it's all wholesale. By invite or correct, whatever. Correct, correct. Okay, you have to right. have your own business. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we got business here, uh, actually, on the uh, the old radio station, WBEV 95.3. <laughs> You're listening to Community Comment. We do have to take a break, but if you've got a question or a comment for Beaverdam Mayor Becky Gluen, that phone number is 920-885-4446. Back in a few minutes. 126 here at 95.3 WBEV. Let's go back to Craig Warmbold for community comment. And our uh, guest is Beaverdam Mayor Becky Gluen. The phone number, if you've got a question or a comment, 920-885-4446. Appreciate the calls that we've gotten already uh, regarding um, you know, the last one about DPW stuff. We were able to confirm that there won't be a, a fall or, excuse me, a spring leaf pickup. But as, uh, as part of that uh, text, uh, Mayor, I was hoping you could read word for word <laughs> <laughs> what our DPW BW department uh, had uh, had said about uh, some other things. <laughs> well, you know, I texted Dan right away, and I I think Dan is just he's outstanding. He's, he's great. done a great great job for our public works department, and he was a great advocate for saying you know they needed new space, and I think he's done just a fantastic job um, managing throwing himself into that job. And anyway, one suggestion he did make was to say you know if there's leaves that mulch blades are a good idea, which I think oh, right. I would agree that but he asked me to please remind people that shoveling um, sidewalk shoveling has to happen within 24 hours of notice of snow so that is really important that uh, people are getting out and getting their sidewalks cleaned off within 24 hours and then his side (laughs) mention was don't listen to the radio and hear them say it's going to warm up <laughs> and not to do them like they have in the last three no, snows. So never, what are you I guys doing on the radio I, I over here? I know L.A. likes to talk about turning left into the post office, but I don't know if I've ever frequently mentioned that you should just wait for the snow to melt. Oh, but there, I, I mean, there have been... you, Dan, if you're listening, you got to admit, there have been a few big snowfalls and then like... 50-degree days the next it's day. It's never guaranteed. You still got to get the guaranteed. snow moved. That is and true. And then let the, let the sun take off the extra stuff you missed. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. But this stretch that's going on right now, this is going to be a cold one. So if you haven't already shoveled, you're probably in I a little bit of trouble. I thought it's supposed to get nice. It is, but like for, you know, I mean, it was down to two degrees last night. Yeah. It gets cold. That's cold. Oh, yeah. It freezes up. Oh, yeah, know. yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it's And then I saw a stretch of 40s. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. So what you're saying, Mayor, is but just still, wait for the no, warm no, weather. You no, don't no, have to no, shovel. No, no, you still got to shovel. <laughs> uh, ARPA funding. Um, so, you know, we, we kind of started the the program talking about this, got a little um, a little sidetracked, which is, again, fine, 
46 uh, would be that uh, phone number if you've got a, a question about uh, any of the things that we are um, we're talking about. It does seem like there would be some uh, good savings with something like a, uh, oh, now I can't see the, what was the term? So you wanted to have, and it's not right in front of me right now, you want to do a bit of a study on how we're, how we're budgeting. Uh, and right. whether the things that uh, the little things that don't normally get looked at by elected officials and department heads, if there's if there's can you, you would do a much That's, better job. I'm sorry. I thought I had I the wording in front of me. The prioritization um, funding for a prioritization of that. So. Um, I probably wouldn't because that's a request coming from the city administrator. Okay. So um, some of those things made like fit within the 1.2 million and some of them don't. So priority um, based budgeting project, right, 30 right. to $50,000. This wasn't necessarily in the proposal then. This is something I think, that I think I did it like then I'm proposing let's let's look at how these things are laid out and using some funds for that. Um, I, you know, I don't know a lot about it. I did talk with another community about it. Um, it's supposed to be a process to help communities walk through priority-based funding. I don't know. I think, um, anyway, the one community I spoke with said they had used it and didn't have a lot of success with it, but there must be other successes out there that are using it because um, Nathan has requested that. So, um, Just looking at quick hits on some of these. Time is short, so we don't have okay. to do too deep of a dive. Okay. Uh, you know, one of the things, though, I, I think is, is a good topic to include on is talking about the, that LED lighting and changing. That is literally the next question right, I was going cool. to ask you. Uh, you have a, a streetlight LED upgrade. Apparently, we've got a, 1,100 streetlights in the city. Yeah, yeah. About half of them are already, already LED. So we've been working, yep, continually every year. You know, there's always some that are replaced, and we every time we replace, we put in the LED lighting. Well, um, as a part of uh, our energy process, our energy planning that we did uh, six years ago, right, you know, right away when we started out five, six years ago, um, that was one of the biggest recommendations was to get that done um, and spend the funds, but then you recoup them quite quickly because of the energy savings off from that. So um, we have continued to try to do that over time and in replacing those, but this would be an opportunity to do it uh, right away and then have uh, cost savings every year do you know afterward and so when you're thinking about the yearly struggles in the budget you know it would be good to free up some space and you know that was one of the big ways in um, looking at that energy planning was on how we might do conservation to actually save money so yeah I think that's a that's a good uh, improvement. We'd be spending about uh, $465 per light. That would total about $279,000. But the, the cost savings would be about $65,000 annually from, from where we're at now. So, I mean, essentially we're talking about something that pays for itself in a few years. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's kind of what you're trying to do with some of these projects. Uh, you're trying to capture, you know, 50-50 grant, whatever the grant right. might be. You're trying to bring in extra money with some of these monies mm -hmm. that you're that you're putting out not all of them right um but you know you can't necessarily do that with all of them right 
uh, some uh, some fire and rescue equipment needs are mm-hmm. uh, are, are outlined in here, including uh, those new cardiac monitors, which we talked about. But when that's something like that's needed, you can never have too many of them around, can you? Yeah, and I'm not sure, again, if that uh, was something that we looked at adding this time or if it is adding that into the budget for next year. I know they they got a grant, partial grant from the hospital. Is that for the cardiac yeah. monitors? Yeah, okay, right. okay. Um, uh, so at least partially, there's you know the when you look at some of these things, those funds go quickly, and it is my overall uh, plan and hope is that council will agree to make changes that we wouldn't normally consider, and that we wouldn't normally um, have the funding to do. So. Um, I guess that's where you talk about that gateway improvement piece again, that's why, or the LED lighting, you know, those are things that we've been, it just takes a long time to get that LED lighting changed over. The child care piece, mm-hmm. um, you know, the I think we've talked about in, in another show segment about just how um, precarious the whole child care industry is right now as far as um, uh, just you know, losing a lot of providers. Uh, We're in what's called a child care desert. We have people that are on, numerous people that are on waiting lists. It affects our ability to provide um, our workforce, the ability to get to work and people to get into the workforce. So there are two projects that are um, hopefully uh, on the horizon as far as uh, one you've talked about. I know that you've uh, reported on is the school district looking at that uh, conversion of Wilson School eventually into a child care center. And so um, there are a lot of communities that are supporting uh, through ARPA dollars because of this being such a critical issue to whole workforce economic development because child care is really economic development for the community. So uh, that's my hope is to be a partner in in some of those projects. And I know the YMCA is talking about a, po- a project as well as the school district that I was hoping this, the city could be a part of. That's uh, the other one that you were talking about, the YMCA? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The, How could the city be part of that? Well, in, in using the ARPA funds for that. So just as an example, the Dodge County and Jefferson County both set aside $200,000 each from their ARPA funds to support child care initiatives. What that is, yet they're working on that as well through another organization but uh, the city of Watertown again bigger city with more ARPA funding but they set aside 400,000 to support um, creating or helping other groups that are already providing child care or um, going to be increasing child care opportunities and slots for children uh, so that we can make sure that we have uh, the availability of of child care to our workforce. 920-885-4446 is that phone number if you've got a question or a comment for Beaverdam Mayor Becky Gluen. Uh, we've talked about this in the past, the idea of a mass transit fixed route. Uh, has there been any advancements in that uh, in that conversation since that time? Yeah, well, Nathan has been really working on that. He's um, had a number of conversations with uh, the state uh, DOT, and that's part of uh, to make that continue that conversation and looking at that is to start a study on uh, looking at what a mass transit line would look like as far as the route. So 
Um, that's that's in that's part of why that the study funding was put there because uh, continued uh, interest in that and looking at how we might set that up. Okay, and. Um Nine two zero eight eight five four 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 six again that number. I think those are kind of the ARPA questions maybe that I've got for now. I know we've got a couple other things on the agenda what we want to be able to get to here before um, all is said and done. Haven't even really talked about the most recent um, round of city council meetings that we've had. ARPA was talked about two months ago. Um, yeah, looks like we're spending a lot of money on roofs. Yeah, that's that's for sure, right? And if you don't have a roof. Uh, that uh, that makes the whole building fall apart. So <laughs> it's the, kind of an important part. Of it, it is. It is. It's kind of like the first thing that you have to worry about in any structure. And so um, the library, as well as the historical society, those are both coming. You but know? it's that library. That's the. I oh mean, the historical society is what like one hundred and twenty three thousand or something, yeah. which is a lot. But you know, I mean, it's a valuable part of our history and a Absolutely. huge part of the community. As is a library, but. 1.2 million is, is what the estimate is at this point. I know. Is that, does that look any rosier than the last time we've heard that number? I, that's the only number I've heard so far. And I know it's not, it's, but the, you know, the leaking that's happening, I think that includes windows as well. Okay. Um, and, and so, yeah, the leaking that's happening is not good. I mean, uh, you know, you can see it in, and then the, you know, mold issues that can form and things like that. So, it's a, it's a big problem. Yeah, it's. I know it's uh, very ice, costly. Ice damming from the architect who was from California, who wasn't yeah. aware that water freezes. Apparently, <laughs> right, whatever that right. may have been. As I understand it, building an entire new structure over that structure is is what somebody had mentioned. I think mm. in operations or, or something last week, which is. Kind of mind-blowing when, mm -hmm. when you think about it. Hopefully that mural will be able to still be featured oh, in some I sort of way. they don't lose that. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. All right. Yeah, it's a it's a heavy hefty price for sure. Not going to have any chickens in the city anytime no, soon, that's, it looks like. You weren't in I that hear. committee meeting. I wasn't I on that committee meeting, but that is what I heard as well. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. okay with that? Because I've had a lot of people actually say something to me about that. Even though one person spoke in, in favor of it, I've had a few people say, ah, no chickens? Yeah. I mean, I don't get my opinion often, but I don't want to live next to chickens, and I, that's why I live in the city. Well, I'll be on. So they they have given you opinions on why not, or no? I, it it seemed like it, it, it seemed like there just wasn't a lot of action to, taken. But the people I've heard from have always have been pretty pro chicken. Yeah, I have too. I've had a lot of people asking me that were interested. I don't want chickens. I don't know. I think if it's regulated, according to what I've talked to some communities, yeah. they don't have a problem with it. And it seems fine. It, as long as no roosters, like what, you can have two or three chickens or, you know, you put a max on it, right? Yeah. You have all these rules that are into place and such. And so then I've talked to them and they don't have any problems. Um, so I, I don't, I didn't really think it I didn't think it was that broad. I stayed in I stayed in an Airbnb problem. in Austin, Texas, and there yeah. were roosters next door to me in the city, in the city really? of Austin, Texas. It was weird. Well, um, but I get yeah. it. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't be like no chickens or anything. Yeah. It just doesn't. I, you know, it doesn't <laughs> well, appeal to me. Right. It doesn't to me either. But um, but there are people that. That you like know, their chickens. That like their chickens. Yeah, and like their look, far, farm fresh eggs. Look at the cost of the, um, the stores right now. I think I think more of the focus is more like, you know, they want maybe their kids to have that experience or, yeah. you know, they want to um, 
grow their own food and have their own food that's not going through a a big company or processing whatever processing and, and antibiotics and all yeah. of that. So I don't I didn't really have a issue with it uh, as long as you don't have roosters and you keep the number of them at uh, usable and you have good rules around it. But so for now, no. No chickens now. Uh, 920-885-4446. We'll go to the phone. Say good afternoon. Welcome to Community Comment. Good afternoon. I don't know if you've touched on this subject or not. I just started listening. There's been a lot of chatter on Beaver and chatter about the farmer's market and uh-huh. the new locations. Uh-huh. And I went and put down maybe since the hospital had used to have the blue zone and healthy eating and people liked it when it was out in the vicinity of the mall. Why can't they have the old Bassett parking lot set up for the farmer's market? You mean the old Kmart parking lot? Yes. <laughs> that was a Kmart. It wasn't? Okay, okay. I was right. right. Okay. <laughs> I remember shopping there many times. Good, good. I was right. Um, I think, yes, I, I think that uh, I've, you know, we've talked uh, as far as like looked at multiple different places, and that was one place that came up. I think the. Um, consideration is is similar to the mall um because the hospital owns that property right. I, I understand it's private property but i think it would be a very good spot for for the parking and the vendors well i guess the point is more that the it's privately owned by the hospital and there's been com- some conversations about you know resale of that or how okay. that would be used and so it, we could and you know could i don't it just we it's an unknown of what that property is going to be used for <laughs> and so then to move them out there and then to move them again i think is is what the consideration is just try to find is a the location farmers market still twice a week or only on saturday twice a week yeah it is okay i think going to the you could alter one day day downtown but it would probably confuse people too i think it would yeah <laughs> they, they had done that hadn't they hadn't it been at the mall then you know it had been at the mall forever and then they went to one of the downtown locations i can't i think it's moved a little bit downtown if i'm not mistaken but then i thought they were doing like wednesdays at the mall still on saturdays at the oh that's when they had the uh what the river market when they were calling it the river oh. market and had in the tower parking lot and they were right. kind of doing both right now it's just twice a week in the same location downtown correct okay nope. No, it's a new location this year. Right. If Well, right. It had been down on the corner of South Center and Contafio. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yep, but it's going to move to that parking lot. It is definitely moving to yes, the, Oh, I thought I'm so, I was under the impression that there was talk about maybe moving it. Oh. No, 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 it is moving there. Okay. Yeah. Most okay. communities that are doing this and growing their farmers markets are doing it in their downtowns, are closing off a street and doing it in the street. Yeah, caller, are you still there? Yep. W- would you agree that downtown is, an, is a good location, though, for the reasons the mayor just mentioned? I don't frequent downtown. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm a north side shopper. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So when, you, when you come in from, from Burnett, you know, you just kind of hit everything. and Right. Yeah, sure. I get it. I get it. Well, interesting insight. Thanks. We appreciate that. Well, we hope you take the extra t- few minutes to go downtown for the farmer's market and hit it there. That's so. right, caller. It's not Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should be able to uh, to get over there. It's not, but I get it. You know, I mean, well, sure. particularly for people coming in yeah, from if you're just the Burnett coming in and, and stuff like and that. And doing that and then, you know, and trying to get everything quick there in one location and leaving. Right. Sure, that makes sense. So, but it, the farmer's market will still be downtown. What, why not the tower parking lot? 
Um, I guess it was our parking lot. Which the, one oh, is that? The, the you know behind McKinstry's and everything, American Bank. Yeah. So, you know, I was a part of those discussions. Um, they just various reasons on each thing, and that everything was looked at. Um, part of the problem back there is that there's a lot of parking that happens. Um, in in those other hours that uh, the concern was is that vehicles would be left there and trying to get them moved and mm. and so yeah i i can't remember all the reasons but it was you know the farmers market sitting down and working through and talking about the sure. best places mm. for yeah just a few minutes left on the clock 920-885-4446 what do you got on your list there mayor well i just uh you know kind of try to remind people and in the excitement of uh, Swan Park and the splash pad opening yeah. up this year you know we're getting closer to spring so kind of it's still progressing so it's gonna happen it's it'll gonna, be open this it'll this be year? open this year oh. yeah yeah and why did I think it was gonna be next year I don't know. was it supposed to did they break ground two years ago in 21 no Okay. No, a year ago, they, right? All yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. So that's that's still exciting moving along and mm-hmm. wanna thank um Kraft Heinz. They just donated to that project as well. So they donated a I think a five thousand um, dollar lily pad to to the um to that splash pad. So was, you know, Kraft Heinz is just they've been doing a lot in the community and just awarded their Philadelphia Cream Cheese Award. That was pretty exciting for the community. Um, is there still some inflationary shortfalls there with that project? Uh, uh, the, the splash pad project. Are there still donations that are needed to put that over the top? We're still hoping to put yep to to uh, still bring in some additional donations for that project. I think we have it, um, but it solidified but i hope that we can still continue to grow that for okay. other purposes at the park yeah right. so um curry street had their first meeting last night on curry street reconstruction that'll happen uh you know that's being it's in the design phase right now so that uh, road will go out for bid and and hopefully then um this summer sometime be reconstructed there so that's a that's a big project does that tie into other projects as well if i'm not mistaken it was important to get that one done right. now for other other needs in the future right because of future projects where we have um sectioned off madison street and to start tackling oh. reconstruction of madison street that's not going to be one and done right right mm. right that's going to take a bit because of the length and the yeah the amount of work into that so um so curry street completed first so that people can take a detour eventually down there as madison street is worked on so is it just is it not economically feasible i mean nobody likes construction over multiple years but nobody also likes huge tax increases so yeah. i mean obviously there's a compromise but there's just not possible to get madison street done in one well it's all um it's all funding related as well yeah. grants uh what year and when mm-hmm. the grants come so, so we, we could get some we'll, we'll get some grants yes. for it hopefully yeah okay yeah all right yeah. yep that's that's good also yeah how many years do you think how many years yeah how I, many how many years do you think it might take to do Madison i think Street? it's broken into two or three Two's yeah. not bad. Yeah. I guess three's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we going to do, you know? <laughs> I know. What do you, you can't really, you know, can't do anything about it. I think it's, it, I'm, I'm not sure if it's, because I'm thinking about that bridge area as well. 
that's over oh. the you know over the river. Does that need by uh, Ryan by Ryan Cantafio mm-hmm. way? Does that mm-hmm. bridge need to be done? Well, I'm not sure if the entire bridge needs to be done. Obviously, there's some safety concerns along there. Yeah, obviously. with people drinking alcohol, that <laughs> seems to be the safety concern. Yeah. The roadway seems fine. <laughs> Well, we might be able to do some changes to the railing piece at least, or something to help there. But okay. Anyway, um, it seems that seems like wasted money. I mean, honestly, just don't drink and drive. Just don't drink and drive. Uh, it here, seems yeah. like the answer there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that's about what I have on my list. Um, uh, shared ride taxi service. Uh, we saw a little bit of a bump and increase there. I know we mentioned uh, the transit thing a little bit uh, earlier. Is that right? We haven't had a rate increase since 2004? Correct. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, costs have gone up quite a bit in, in that yeah. time. For those not familiar with the concept of a shared ride taxi service when that's used, can you maybe try to define that? <clears throat> well, it's um, the federal government and state also uh, give funding towards um, the shared ride system so that um, we have uh, subsidized taxi for individuals that makes it affordable so that they can use the taxi throughout the community. So we do want to try to keep those costs affordable so that people can get uh, to where they need to go and picked up for where they are, of course. And so um, anyway, that's that. But we did have to reevaluate as well and, and some of the costs that we have increasing that aren't covered through uh, necessarily through the funding that we get. And when you talk about a, um, a, a fixed route traffic or a fixed route um, public mm-hmm. service, uh, public transit, that, that wouldn't be meant to replace a taxi or anything like that. No, right. Oh, correct. Su- We're looking to, to have an addition. Sure. Yes, uh, 920-885-4446. I think we have time to squeeze one more call in before we wrap things up. We'll go to the phones and say good afternoon. Welcome to Community Comment. Yes, good afternoon. Um, I was just listening, and a uh, woman that just called about the farmer's market. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the old Kmart building or whatever you want to call it. I was, if the, you know, if the hospital puts it up for the sale, maybe the city should look into buying it for their new fire station. Mm. New fire station? I haven't heard about that. Is there going to be a new fire station coming? Yeah, they've been talking about putting a fire station out here on the north end of town for many years. You're right. I'm sorry. I had a, uh, a I, right, a, um, uh, a, a satellite station, I believe, a second right. a second station. I'm sorry. I was had a, what do they call that, a brain? Yeah. yeah something I shouldn't say on the radio, <laughs> probably. But, yes, no, yeah, that is, that's an interesting point. Yeah, that's quite a big property for a satellite station. Yeah. Well, the, then the city could use it probably for other things, like, the farmer's market or maybe because let's face it if the city keeps expanding the city government and the city's part start is going to keep expanding too yeah yeah good points you know yeah. because okay well you had already you just built a new uh city garage because of the years over the years all the equipment that you have to keep getting to keep the roads straight mm-hmm. and plowed mm-hmm. they all don't fit in the old ones so Right, right, exactly. Excellent observation. What other thoughts do you have about a, a location for a second, uh, a second location for a fire department? Uh, I really don't know. I would have to say it have to be somewhere that would be really accessible off of like North Spring Street or yeah. somewhere like that because that's the only one I can think of because everything else is pretty well built full. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a there's a little bit of a landlock issue there, I guess. We appreciate the call. Thank you so much for chiming in. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank Have you. Has there been a lot of talk about this? I mean, there was a lot of talk for a while there. I want to say right before the pandemic about a satellite station. I haven't heard much in committee or no, no. There hasn't been much discussion about that. There has been more discussion about. Um, like again, the county has set aside ARPA funds for you know satellite stations out in the county. So they did, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think you know that that's got to be taken into consideration. Um, Talking to Mark yeah. Bourne, it does seem like a lot of the the Republican ideas about uh, being able to distribute money to communities might be based on more of an innovation thing and being able to tackle issues like right. what we're seeing with emergency services and the problems we're having in rural areas. So it might be a little early at this point for Beaver Dam to even be thinking about that. Yeah, I think, you know, again, like that conversation is really more about how you can partner and work together rather than it just expanding and increasing costs. Right. Um, and taking it on, you know, uh, it's more on looking, being innovative and how we, you know, spread out our services maybe a little bit more or, um, again, how we're working with all the other communities within the county to get coverage because that's a, that's a huge issue as well. So maybe a, a north side fire station is the wrong idea if you're thinking about it, a north side of the city fire station. It should be maybe a fire station that benefits the northern side of the city but might not necessarily be located in it. Correct. Huh. So that it would be more located northern. Burnett, that would yeah. correct. That would yeah could access the city of Beaver Dam, but also um, Fox Some, Lake, Burnett, mm -hmm. bigger areas. Well, mm -hmm. all right. But that's part of the conversation too. Is you know how if the county is a part of the conversation as well. Counties can be a part. Um, you know, can be a part of the solution or a part of the you know. Um, the piece on, on providing those services. I mean, and that's exactly right. This isn't really going to be successful unless we have all jurisdictions on the same page and communicating, and not right. just in Dodge County and Beaver Dam, but this is a this right. is a nationwide issue and certainly a Wisconsin issue. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So it's really important to have um, townships and, and counties at the table. Well, Mayor, expect that to maybe be a, a regular question here. Um, okay. but, what, you know, the yeah. conversations that uh, that you're having with your colleagues in other communities mm -hmm. and at different levels of government, the clock on the wall says it's time to go for now, but right. we'll look forward to that conversation here uh, down the road uh, here as we meet again with Beaver Dam Mayor Becky Glue and also been trying to reach out. We've been talking to a lot of your colleagues around the county, so I think that might be a question that we have for them as well Very as good. those conversations continue. Uh, I want to thank Beaver Dam Mayor Becky Gluen so much for joining us on today's community comment. Uh, that is going to do it for today's program. Thanks, Greg. Thank you.